I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Okay. Hello. Don't say okay when I'm doing my introduction, for goodness sake. That was the producer who's now on the... She's on the Do you podcast. know, she's been creeping in more and more. Yeah, well, a lot of these producers... Yeah. I blame Chris Evans in the TFI days. He used to get the producer on, they became a bit of a character on it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's I naked ambitions, not a... Not a no. No, <laughs> no I, I think... days so. are over. Sorry, that was a bit of a... I don't know what that meant. No. no. I'm all right with it, though. I don't need to know. There's lots of things on these. The stuff I say, which yeah. I don't fully comprehend. Oh, yeah. You just accept that now. So welcome to the um, Absolute Podcast uh, Frank Skinner thing. Uh, what has it got a title? Well, I don't know, but we've been doing it a year, Frank, and you still haven't established <laughs> that. We've been doing it's it for poor. 50 weeks, I think, to be precise. Nearly a year. Frank Skinner's Absolute Radio Show Podcast. Yes. That's that it? Mm, Frank Skinner's yeah, Absolute. Yeah. Welcome to Frank Skinner's Absolute Radio Show Podcast. I'm here with Emily and Gareth. And we were just sitting here chewing the fat about today's show. You can imagine the fun we've had. Um, and we had uh, the guest today was Ben Miller, and I must say he was absolutely marvellous. Oh, he's, I loved Ben Miller. Such a funny we? man and, and nice, and he's smartly dressed, clean. Because people come in, they, sometimes they just come in their jammers. He looked amazing. Did he look amazing? Yeah, I think he did. I don't feel able to judge him in that capacity. Okay. Would you say he was a handsome man? Yes, I would. You see, I liked him when he had the short peroxide blonde hair. <laughs> did he have that? Yeah. No, he was oh, did Johnny that. Lee Miller, you're thinking of Johnny no, Lee No, no. You're, no, you're thinking of Billy Idol. No, he had very short peroxide. <laughs> when he was in Eurythmics, he had that. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. No, he did. He used to have short. When I first met him, he had short peroxide blonde hair. He, he was much, you know, much more rock and roll. Now he's, he's a bit more diary of an Edwardian lady. I imagine him <laughs> inspecting his trout farm. Now... <laughs> But uh, that wasn't a euphemism, if anyone's thinking, you know, it was because it wasn't. So that creaking, by the way, is my chair. Don't panic about it. Everything's going to be all right if you're sitting listening to this. Uh, I mean, a lot of people listen on the train, mm. apparently, to this. We get a lot of train listeners. If you're listening to this on the train now, I want you to look around all the people around you and I want you to ask yourself which one of them is most likely to have killed someone <laughs> and hidden the fact. I think it, usually wherever you are on a train, you see someone who yeah. you could well believe yeah. has killed. Maybe, maybe they were married in Australia, and they killed the wife and then fled over here. And so, just just see if you can spot who that is. Because out of us three, can I be honest? It's you, Gar. I'm yeah, sorry, Gareth. You are the one who I would look at. Well, that's the spectacles. Me. I know. I think spectacles. It's a toss of a coin between librarian and murderer. <laughs> I've always thought that. And this knife I carry around dripping with blood <laughs> just doesn't look good. Yeah, well, I thought that was so given to you by your that. friend Raymond Blanc. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought he'd been in a bit of butchery and said, hey, Gareth. Oh, yeah, you can hear Gareth talking about all his showbiz friends like Raymond Blanc. Oh, name drop. It's name drop central <laughs> with Gareth today. He was in the programme, Great And I chefs. might mention briefly the BAFTAs. Mm. And I so might hap- mention hap- about the fact that I'm the patron of the Vesta Tilly Society, which is based in Worcester. Vesta Tilly? Vesta Tilly was a, a woman who used to Im- do impressions of men in the music hall. Oh. Get over it. Do you'll be go-go! Well, we have to begin, I think, with 
Will Wayne Bridge shake hands with John Terry? I, I haven't been able to sleep tonight <laughs> thinking about that. You'll be able to sleep tonight because it will have already happened. The Sun have mocked up a picture of how it might look if they shake hands. Yes, yeah, because we'd like to know. <laughs> Which was helpful, because we, we couldn't possibly envisage that in any other way. But the trouble is with footballers, they're so unimaginative. Clearly, what Wayne Bridge should do is get one of those hand buzzers from a joke shop. <laughs> Which would be, like, the best the best way to defuse the whole situation. Just, oh, he's going to shake, he's going to shake. <laughs> and just see, just see John Terry wince and be a bit humiliated. Or a giant gladiator's foam hand. That's That'd what be, I do. I yeah. think he might pick up on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could do that. You could do the false hand. Yeah. You could do the, you know, the last minute thumbing of the nose. <laughs> oh, that would be. That would bring the house down. <laughs> but instead, he'll just look a bit sullen. I, I suspect he'll look a bit sullen, and John Terry will just walk past, and the crowd will go, ooh. Oh. I hope the crowd really build it up so when it comes to their so hands, they're going, ooh. Ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm quite excited about it. I want to know what happens. Oh, yeah, well, I'll be watching, don't you worry. Well, I'll be probably listening to it on the radio. That'll be a really good way of experiencing the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know why they have... I, on the radio, why do they bother going to the games? Why don't they just sit and just tell you what's happening? And then you'd just believe them anyway. Mm. I'd put in bogus goals. I'd put at least two goals a game that didn't happen. <laughs> I was a radio commentator. One sending off. And... Um, <laughs> maybe a small fire, maybe in the press room. <laughs> I'd add, just as a bit of background. <coughs> Sorry if I'm joking, I've just been a bit of a fire in the press room. Who'd know? <laughs> Easy. So, um, you had a bit of a fancy night out, didn't you, madam, this well, week? Well, hey, madam, hey, 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 you had, hey, you had a fancy night out, didn't you? Hey, hey, didn't you? You turned into your ventriloquist dummy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got that yet. I might have gone to the BAFTAs. You two go. Um, uh, I watched it on the telly. Oh, yeah, extraordinary! I, I did. Um, <laughs> extraordinary. Anyway, I went to the Baftas. Oh my god, it was amazing, guys! It was so good. I did the red. I thought Ben Jones was going from Absolute Radio. Ben Jones from Absolute Radio follows us at ten o'clock this morning. <laughs> there you go. I've clogged the man. He told me he was going, but I didn't see you him. Didn't see him. No, I think we oh. might have been in separate areas. That's a good way of putting it, isn't it? Were you separated by a velvet rope? Well, I was on table one, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know which one he was on. I think he was on car park four. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Ben, ben is, he follows, we, we meet Ben when we, um, when we close the show. Ben yeah. is just, he's coming in and he's a, he's a lovely chap. Oh, I love Ben. I mean, he wears a baseball cap, but, you know, everyone has a flaw. You know, Othello <laughs> was jealous, King Lear still wanted to rank, maintain some sort of power, having given up the responsibility of power. Macbeth was... Very ambitious. Um, ben wears a baseball cap. <laughs> and I, you know, it's a bit pride of Britain, that, for me. But anyway, I don't know if he wore it at the BAFTAs. Anyway. I bet he did. Oh. I've never seen him without it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, there's no top on his head. That's my theory. He's, he's like an egg cop. He was a judge, though. He told me he was a judge. Well, on- now, I'd like to get to the bottom of this, because there's, there's an or- orange, yeah. right... Um, they sponsored the, the new... Was it called The New Face? Or yeah, something like Orange that? New Face or something. Orange New Face. There's <laughs> Cat Dealey in that. <laughs> and anyway, um, so Ben told us last week, he, w- he said, oh, I'm, I'm there because I was one of the judges for yeah. that. And I was quite impressed by that. So I watched the BAFTAs <laughs> a public vote. <laughs> <laughs> now, OK, he might have voted in the public vote, which makes him a judge of some kind, but that means that... <laughs> That means that I was a judge in the last general election. 
<laughs> well, you, yeah, you were. Well, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't tell people that. They'd... That's like saying I was a judge on Let's Dance for Sport. Oh, no, I was a judge on that. <laughs> but, yeah, he was telling us he was the judge. I imagine him, you know, sitting in some room somewhere at the, the BAFTA place at Piccadilly, maybe in robes of some kind, <laughs> with a gavel. Instead, he was ringing in on 0891. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's built, he's built the whole thing. Oh, he's built his part up. So that would explain it, what he was telling me he was a judge on Britain's Got Talent. So I thought I hadn't spotted him. <laughs> he said he was a judge three weeks on the row. Uh, 40 pence minimum, I think it said. It cost him. <sighs> yeah, and I think he said he had to tell the uh, person who paid the bill before he was a judge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't make any sense at all. Absolute radio. We were just talking about the BAFTAs, which Emily actually went to. We, me and Gareth just mm. watched it on telly. Did you watch it on telly? I did Gareth? watch it on telly, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what surprised me just from watching it on telly. Obviously, it's not yeah. the same as being there. No, let's hear about what it felt like on telly. Well, <laughs> you know, it's much more interesting. What you're doing, you're getting a lot of um, professional actors going up on stage. I mean, people at the very top of the acting profession. Yeah. Stars, acting stars, you're getting mm. up there. And then they come, these are the ones who present the awards. Yeah. You know, big names. And they come up and say, the art of the <laughs> director is a mysterious... And I think, what this apps It's like a... It's like a child reads... You know when you give a child a, a bit of cardboard and they're going, Janet and John went over a hill? You know, like mm. a five-year-old child. Well, I've got the inside Do info they still on read that. Janet and John? Am I showing myself to be a little no, out of date? it's not 1953. They don't. But also, they don't read age five now. I think it's about <laughs> 15 they get to that stage. <laughs> the auto cue was too small. They couldn't read it. That's why they were reading no, it badly. No, they can't. They, they can't act these people. Put them in front of an audience. They're all very well on a film <laughs> set where they can do it 20 times. But put them in front of an audience. They're just snivelling, posh people going, the art of the... Just get off the stage. Jealous, March. Not, now. I'm not je- Am I jealous of Vanessa Redgrave? <laughs> am I jealous of someone who seemed to cut their speech into lines and put it into a bag and then draw them out one at a time and just say random things? My- am I jealous of that? <laughs> that was mental, yeah. My father once took me to get an ice cream. I like, I like strawberries. <laughs> I yes, and I watched once. the television the other day. Winston Churchill <laughs> was in charge of this country during the Second World War. Reading 3, West Bromwich Albion 2. <laughs> New York, that's a beautiful city. I mean, what, are you all right, Vanessa? Then no, she, I'm not all right. Then she said, as Rod- Rosalind says in As You Like It, thank you, BAFTA. <laughs> I don't remember her saying that in As You Like It. Yes, uh, that was probably two, two bits of paper stuck together. <laughs> I mean, she was. Uh, she knelt in front of the Prince William. <laughs> the Prince William. Is that what you call him? I'm calling him the Prince William. Why not? Is he a pub now? Yeah, he's, I've knelt in front of a few pubs in my time. But you know, I, I didn't like it when she knelt in front of him. I thought no. she was no. going to take the thank you stage too far. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought. I thought she might end up with an air in her mouth. <laughs> Oh. But, um, anyway, no, my dress... Was... Oh, sorry, your dress, yes, oh, of course. it was amazing. What, what, what make was it? Well, it was a designer called Alessandra Rich. It's too expensive for me, because I've got champagne tastes but beer money. I won't lie, that's the truth. OK. So, uh, but um, I have friends in high places, so it was lent to me. Right. I couldn't have afforded it. It cost about £5,000. It was amazing. You wore a £5,000 dress? I might have. Oh, I hope you put a napkin over yourself <laughs> when you had the chicken. <laughs> they always have chicken at that. I've never been to one of those things when there isn't chicken. Or ribs. Oh, oh, no, beef medallions we had. Beef medallions? Yeah. You, do, you couldn't wear one of them with a dress. <laughs> <laughs> 
very grisly. I would love to have gone up. If I was, if I'd won a BAFTA, I'd go up wearing a beef medallion. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, uh, I'm surprised Vanessa didn't. Let's face well, anything exactly. else about I'm surprised she didn't wear, wear the whole dinner. So I worked the red carpet, waved to the people behind the crash barriers like a journalist I know. I went, hi, what are you doing here? <laughs> what you meant was, what are you doing there? Yeah, exactly. The other side of the rope. <laughs> I'm glad you had a fabulous night. I did. But I did have an incident, Frank. Oh. Well, look, we, we've got to play some adverts. Okay. I, I think we can hold ourselves on it. <laughs> I really want to know now what, what okay. it was. Um, oh God! See, I went for the bo- went for the wrong button. Then oh. that would I went for the button that um, destroys Wiltshire. I don't know oh, if you know we yeah. have that here. We have a we have a missile trained on Wiltshire. Yeah, um, I don't know what it is. It's some sort of grudge by the owners. I, I don't understand it. But I nearly for it's a big thing saying, no, you know, don't press this unless you're on an anti-Wiltshire thing. And by God, I nearly I nearly. I nearly took out, well, at least Stonehenge would have been, that would have just been like rocks lying around, facing in various directions. And oh. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. and um, We've had some texts in, Frank. Now, my favourite <laughs> one is from Steve in Hern Bay, who says, I just thought I'd let you know I got my hair cut this week, and one of my friends noticed and said, it's a bit Frank Skinner, I was made up. Hmm. What you made up as Frankenstein? Now, I um, <laughs> I don't know what Frank that Skinner? means. Well, exactly. Does it, is it rhyming slang? Does it mean it's getting thinner? Is that yeah, what he's saying? Because I know it is. It's in the official rhyming slang dictionary for dinner. Mm. Frank Skinner. Yeah. What about that? Wow. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what it means by that. Does it mean? Because I've gone ahead like a light bulb. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, Do you I, know, I, I just went. Mm, I didn't contradict no, exactly, you there. Yeah. Note. Or, or for any old Dan Dare fans, I, I look when I comb my hair right back I look like the Mekon sometimes, trust me sometimes I look at you and I think you've had an idea yeah it's just no head. you think my throat has had an idea <laughs> yeah. yeah and because uh, yeah, I've got my big light bulb swollen I mean enormous brain I'm enormous a brain like the great bottock of an ox that's what I've got I'm stuck with it what can you do so it needs warehousing hence the mighty cranium is <laughs> that explained hence the mighty cranium <laughs> thank you I like the way you slightly uh, immortalise that. I phrase. like that. I yeah. Like that. Oh, you like this. You like that. You like everything. That's your trouble. So, um, yeah. Like any other texts? Well, we had another text in actually that came in during the week. Do you remember we were talking about people getting phrases wrong? It was to do. Well, with we were talking about my girlfriend. Getting well, phrases we were wrong. actually. Your GF. Yes. Um, and Joanne Hemingway has texted in saying, "My boyfriend." Joanne Hemingway. I'm liking the name. I don't know if it's any relation to Ernest. I hope it is. I'm hoping it's a relation to Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. My boyfriend sounds like your girlfriend. Last week he was so frustrated with someone not listening to him, he said he'd had to keep repeating himself until he was blue in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking it. See, I'm loving it. There isn't enough of that going on. I know. It's a difficult thing, the English language. I think we all admit that. Oh, Gareth's poised to read. <laughs> we had some other ones um, from Carl Morton. He said some things happened to him. He Where's says, he from? Um, Morton. Oh. No, that's his surname. Oh. I don't know okay. where he's from. Okay. Um, he says, myself and friends were talking, and I said, imagine how bad it would be to be eaten by an animal. I, I- love that people sit around <laughs> talking about stuff like that. I mean, there's, big, there's major political op- peoples going on in the Western world, but how bad it would be to be eaten by an animal. <laughs> <laughs> he Just said, partly eaten, mm-hmm. or, or completely. Well, I'll, I'll read on it. He okay. says, 
So they were talking about being eaten by an animal. He said, I mean, I said, if a lion was coming for me and I had a gun, I'd shoot myself in the head before it could get me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, to be fair to him, he's accepted the fact that in the, in those split-second things, what can often make the wrong decision? It's a bit like mm. the gold rod on Blockbuster. You know, Bob Owens always used to say, it's all very well for you sitting at home. <laughs> But if you're actually on the gold one, and I imagine if you're watching someone being attacked by a, a lion on video, you'd think, oh, well, don't use the gun on yourself. You. But when you're there, you know, mm. oh, yes. Mm, well, that's that's all very well. I um, What's that thing you was on about, about food? Oh, OK. Now, I'm quite obsessed by this, because there was a piece in the paper about people mispronouncing food words, you know, when they order stuff in restaurants. Right. So instead of bruschetta, they'll say bruschetta or something. Right, OK. Um, and they had a not li- a cardinal sin in my book. Oh, it's quite bad for me. Okay. No, I want. I was on a date with this guy, and you know that pasta that's sort well, of I like. Well, I can believe that. Oh, you know that pasta that's kind of. It's called penne. You know yeah. the sort of pasta. I have to explain to you. Too. It's called penne. I know the one. It's like a tube. Penne. Exactly, it's a tube. So the guy I was with, I made my order, and the guy I was with went said to the waiter, "Yeah, um, can I have the pen, please?" <laughs> And I swear, uh-huh. I thought he was going to get a pen out of his pocket. Oh, it was no. awful. Uh-uh. I thought, I can't go out with someone like that. So you dumped him on the strength of one tiny mispronunciation. I waited a week, and then I dumped him. Sometimes people can be too good, though. I was, I was in a cafe with a bloke, and he asked, he, he called the waiter. It was an Italian place, admittedly. Yeah. And he said, can we have a due cappuccini? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> shut your like face. I, <laughs> I didn't want it after that. <laughs> I'd, I could have threw it at him in, in, right into his... Um... I don't like it when people get words wrong, though. No. My mum does a lot of these. My mum says halloumi cheese. She calls it halimi. OK. It's not that bad. Well, no, why don't you just leave her alone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's 98. <laughs> not yeah. as bad as that bloke who she said to me. She speaks through a machine. I mean, give her a chance. <laughs> Could be a fault in that. Have a look at that. Have a look at that keyboard. She doesn't talk to a machine. That's doesn't just her voice. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. I just imagine she might talk through a machine. Doesn't make her a bad person. If she did, if there's anyone listening who talks to a machine, respect to you. She uses That's a telephone I... sometimes. Well, there you go. Then so don't call me a liar and then and then back me up <laughs> in the same in the same breath. Or well, maybe not the same breath, but well, you know what I mean. My dad used to talk about uh, the writer Somerset Maffham oh. instead of Somerset Maugham. Oh. And he also used to say um, etiquity instead of etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do a learning a bit of etiquity, he used to say to me. We used to laugh, we used to sit at home, sawdust on the floor, two or three bull terriers slumbering at the fireside. <laughs> and the whippet, Shep. Yeah, the, the, whippet, the whippet was called Cal. Oh, that was Shep Cal, was sorry. a Staffordshire bull terrier. Oh, I don't want to go through my entire, <laughs> entire dog list on here. I ate a dog list on morning radio. Oh, especially if an Alsatian's involved. My worst dog, so on chic. Awful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> common. Oh, and very, chic. Yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Oh, what else? We've had an email, um, FYI, to the lady on the show getting wound up about mispronunciation. Don't call me a lady like that. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, lady looks slightly like a dude. I'm happy to look like a dude. Anyway, carry on. In Italian, bruschetta has a hard C and is pronounced with a sk, not a sh sound. If it didn't have a h, it would be soft. Bruschetta. Bruschetta. What is this? Is this Radio 4? People are tuning out. All this to be the Radio 4 Italian workshop (laughs) programme, which we don't normally listen to, to be honest, on a Saturday morning. But I was condemning... We're often in trouble with 
Emily's article from the Guardian talking well, about mispronouncing posh foods. And now I've been hoist. I was I was condemning others. Been hoist by your own putard. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was actually once hoisted by um, Patrick Stewart, the man who plays uh, Captain Peacock. Really? Yeah, I was, I was at Heathrow and he'd come behind me, put his hand right under my crotch area. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, he gripped. He went past. He went past the. the he went past the, the key points. He gross. grabbed my belt buckle from behind, so his arms right under me. Imagine that. And then he stood up right, and I went whoa up in the air. Um. Yeah, that was Patrick Stewart. He's a he's a he's a bit of a practical joker. <laughs> I didn't fall though. I kept balance for, <laughs> for a second there. I looked like an enormous novelty wristwatch on the, on on his arm. Yeah. What's this black Labrador you've been going on about this yes, morning? Yes, well, you see, there's been a fabulous story this week. Trio, T R E O, he spelled. Mm. Um, he's a black Labrador who was in the army. Yeah. Well, now, he failed his exams. He didn't know what to do with his life. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no work in his area no. for dogs. Um, he, he used to. He applied for a job um, biting the forearms <laughs> of burglars. Have you noticed that whenever you see those dogs being trained, they only ever bite the forearm? They have the fat forearm padded, and they run with with the arm behind them in some like no one ever runs like that, and the dog bites the forearm. The thing, if you ever burglar house, just wear very very thick gauntlets up to the elbow and that no You'll dog can fine. damage you anyway yeah, so trio was in the army which really if you think about it he was he wasn't you know he, he obviously didn't enlist no he didn't start, he had no choice no it was like a, a, a press gang you know <laughs> one minute he's walking down the street perhaps, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps on the end of a homeless person's string Next thing you know, he's in... Anyway, he's won, a, he's won a prize for bravery. And what he did, he went into fields in Iraq and stuff and sniffed out um, Taliban bombs. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't know if you've ever looked up the word bravery. <laughs> but what it means is that it, knowledge of fear and then going on. Right? It doesn't mean being told there's a bone in a field <laughs> and going in and not finding the bone just finding some metal stuff that's ticking that's not bravery that's just using dogs as just bait they might as well just throwing them in are you saying that Trio doesn't deserve trick. the honour I'm saying Trio no in my opinion no disrespect to the the owner but I mean then again the owner obviously how much does he love Trio when he said that him in the bomb field <laughs> yeah there's I'm a saying... bone over there that smells like plastic explosives yes <laughs> go get I... it boy I don't, I don't, I wish he brought it back, that would have, that <laughs> yeah. would have here it is, <laughs> get off Trio, get off, <laughs> get off, anyway, I think there's no bravery involved, and I think, uh, I think Trio's medal has been taken under false pretenses. It's like those dogs that jump through the fiery though. hoops, I can't bear those. That's I like it when you, when you get the display teams, when you oh, get, like, I can't oh, well, bear when you get that. five Alsatians on a motorbike. No, but it's always Alsatians, the common dogs, that's why I don't like it. I know, but they don't wear the helmets, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, risk, they risk the whole thing, five of them on a, on a motorbike. And they hang out, two hangs out at the side, like, for balance. <laughs> you just see the extended paws. It's, um, I like that, I must admit. Oh, I don't mind them going up ramps and jumping through. I think that, you know, those dogs, I don't mind giving them a medal. They're singing for their supper. <laughs> but, yeah, but not a dog that thinks it's, it's, it's looking for treats. I mean, I'm sorry. If there's anyone in who was moved by that story this week, you're mental. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, a further list of people who are mental later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> That's, all right. That's all right, isn't it? And, best, did you see that thing that um, Leona Lewis... Has got a tattoo. Oh yeah, she's had a new tattoo. So apparently, Leona Lewis, 
Hmm. Hold on, I have, I have a list of what, what's written here. Can I carry on or do I have to do the adverts now, Emma? You can carry on. Okay, thanks very much. That was oh, the Emma had a little cameo role. She doesn't <laughs> normally speak. She loved that. I thought she was quite good, actually, because some people would have built it up. Do you know what I mean? They'd have said, I can't imagine yes, what you mean. Yes, Frank, why don't you continue? Like some people, we won't go into. Anyway, well, I won't go into, and that's a fact. So, this is what, this is what it says. This is written down Leona Lewis's back, right? It says, Their beauty captures every eye, a gift from God for all mankind. They lend us wings so we may fly. To ride a horse is to ride the sky. Now, first of all, I would say it's quite unwise for Leona Lewis to have any horse references anywhere about her body. I'm just saying, why put why put the thought into people's minds, right? And also, it's a very it's not going to make people think she's really interesting. It's going to make people think we were right about her. How long is? Well, she's got a very long back. She must. It goes from the mane right down to a fetlock. Frank, stop it. (laughs) Yes. If I was going to, it's a rubbish. If I was going to have it, I have something like. Oh, I have been to Ludlow Fair and left my necktie God knows where. Oh, just, of course, I forgot it was A.E. Houseman. Can we reset it? Can someone reset that? Yeah. Oh, sorry, everyone. Uh, what was I What was I thinking of? A.E. Houseman alarm. Absolute radio. Yes, but my point is... I'm, I'm obviously these dogs are saving the lives of soldiers, and that's mm. a brilliant thing. I'd happily send a million dogs out to save the life of one soldier, mm-hmm. happily, right? I mean, dogs, plenty of dogs about if you need more, but they don't know they're doing it. That's my point, you see. Mm. Um, and don't give them a medal, give them a sweet, mm. yeah. right? That's, they just give them a sweet, be happier with that. Yeah, okay, Come anyway. On. The dog days are over. Now, that was dog days are over, yeah, by uh, Florence <laughs> and the machine. And, uh, now, Frank, while well, I was at the BAFTAs this week, Gareth oh. was doing something even more showbiz. Yes. Um, I, you know, I'm married, and but you can still do exciting things if you're married, you know. I, um, well, I know that. Look at, um, look at, um, <laughs> Ashley and, Cole. Angie Bowie. <laughs> and Ashley Cole, you did mm. very exciting. Were they exciting or were they drab in the extreme? Yeah. Um, we went to Winchester this week, Laura and I. Brilliant. Mm. And we went to... Um, Is that um, uh, within the range of our Wiltshire uh, missile? Well, I don't know. I was just thinking... <laughs> Boy, there um, might be a bit of, uh, I might be a bit of uh, fallout. You'd feel the reverberations, I'm oh, sure. Oh, God. Um, and we went to um, a cafe, a little cafe, that had lovely mm. cakes in the window, and it was the Maison Blanc. Mm. And it was ran by Raymond Blanc. Oh, my God. I only met Mickey Rourke this week. Tell me about the chef. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway... The, I, like Mickey, I tell you what I like about Mickey Rourke. He's yeah. still, there's still a handsome man in there. Oh, yeah. It's like he's had an enormous candle on the top of his head and a lot of wax has run over his features. <laughs> so you can see the nice man inside, but there's all globules <laughs> and lobs all over him. Anyway, get back to Raymond Blanc. And that, well, that would have been exciting enough just going to the cafe. Hell where, yeah! Where he was wow! Working. But he was there. Brilliant. He was there, and he I was... wouldn't know him if I if he came in here now. No, I wouldn't have. I, I. How did you know him? I wouldn't have known that I knew him, but when I saw him, I did know who. I it saw was a nice. I, actually, I saw a nice pencil sketch of him, so I probably would have recognised him. Somebody obviously drew a blanc. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, everyone. If you're listening to that, it was just a little bit of fun. 
<laughs> anyway, he was there telling off the lady about the toilet in there, the waitress. Oh, he's stopping. This is um, such a glamorous anecdote. I <laughs> can't believe it. Just let me tell the story. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, what do you think about this, right? There were some ladies, and he was being very charming, going, oh, you enjoy the food? Did you like it? Oh, you have a little one. Did you not have some ice cream or souffle? I go, no, he's not ready for that yet. Anyway, he went to talk to some old ladies, and he had had a chocolate eclair that I had, which was very nice, but he'd only eaten half of it. Mm. And he was chatting to the old ladies, and they were saying something, and he goes, oh, yeah, I have only eaten half of this chocolate eclair. You can have the other half. He said to you? No, to the old ladies. Oh. And, it, and he gave the old ladies the other half oh, of no. his chocolate oh. eclair. Oh, and did oh. they eat it? Yeah. I suppose if, if you're very old, what have you got to lose? <laughs> it's sort of like, it's a sort of chocolate eclair Russian roulette they were playing. <laughs> or maybe, they, maybe they'd had enough and he's like, I know what will kill you. I've got half a chocolate eclair over there. What a, what a very benevolent, big-hearted man Raymond Blanc is. I might, I might go around his shop hoping for the on-the-off the chance for half a cake with his terrible spit and teeth marks on it. I look forward to that. Anyway, um, Ben Miller is our guest today. He's on After the Oh, Nations. I love him. Oh, he's great, Ben Miller. Fabulous. Absolute Radio. What about uh, the Gordon Brown thing? What do we think about that? Mm. Apparently, he's, he's, um, he's got a bit of a temper on him. He had what they call in the business a little shouty screamy. Yeah, but I think that's all right, isn't it? I like Well, yeah, idea. we know you think that's all right. Well... But when I when I heard that helpline had had things, the bullying helpline had had calls from Number Ten Downing Street office. I assumed it was from him. <laughs> I, I assumed he was complaining about everyone in the country bullying him. Yeah. Well, I thought what they need to sort out the national bullying helpline is they need to put in a few an anti or a stop or something in their title. <laughs> Apparently they have loads of bullies phone up and say, you know, can you give me any tips on uh, <laughs> demanding dinner money with menaces? And, uh, and, and uh, so one, somebody asked for a fact sheet on um, the Chinese burn. <laughs> so they need, to, they need to sort the title out, the stupid, that big fat ginger woman who runs that. <laughs> the big fat ginger woman? Yes, we've said it twice now, so what? Big fat ginger um, woman. Hold on, big fat ginger woman who wears glasses and is called Pratt. <laughs> so she'll know about being bullied if anyone does. With very badly dyed hair. She is represented by, guess who she's represented by? Our favourite friend of the show. Is it? <laughs> Max Clifford. <laughs> it is. Oh, good. Things One Clifford day I'm going to phone him up and ask him to represent me, even though I'm not in a, any sort of career crisis. <laughs> just, I'll say I'm going out for um, dinner. Would you mind representing me <laughs> this evening? Just me, you know, when I'm in the restaurant, go around saying to people, look at that bloke over there, he's great. But the trouble is, as soon as he represents you, it's just so damning. He needs to get, get, get one good client, like the Dalai Lama, that's all he needs. Mm. And then people will actually think, oh, maybe he's not so bad. Uh, that's what I think. I think if he, I feel if he represented the Dalai Lama, in no time at all he'd be involved in a sex scandal. <laughs> I think it's, the, it's a bit chicken and egg with Max. I think, you know, you can start with the crisis or he'll, he'll happily take you to one if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, people either stand by him looking ashamed because of what they've done or ashamed because they're standing next to Max oh, Or ashamed sure because he's wearing the leather jacket. Yeah. I don't know, well, you say leather, I say leather suede and some sort of knit. I say pleather. Do you? Yeah. That's a problem you've got. <laughs> I am. Um, has anyone ever, also, has any news programme ever phoned Max Clifford and said, can you come and give a comment on this? And he said, no, I'm a bit busy. 
Also, you know, it's not it's not a big enough job for me. Has he ever said that? You get a comment, anything. Get a comment. He was on the telly the other day talking about the Titanic. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But, God, I mean, I, I like the fact that uh, Gordon Brown, one of the things he did, there'd been meetings and, and an official would start talking and he'd just walk out. He'd just stand up and walk out in the middle of it without saying anything. That's brilliant, isn't it? And apparently he used to jab the front seat very hard with his black pen, leaving marks all over it because he got so angry when things didn't go his way. Yeah, because he'd sit behind the passenger seat and he used to, he used to jab, but that's all right. Uh, I imagine, I imagine all that done couch that. is completely black now, that cream colour. Well, he's under a lot of stress because he used to eat, you know, he used to eat like eight Kit Kats a day, Gordon Brown. Oh, did he? And he, he felt it was affecting his weight, which well, I suppose... kittens. It was. <laughs> kittens. <yeah. laughs> I don't think he did that. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and so he switched to bananas. He switched to eight bananas as a, as a substitute. And it's no substitute. I don't know if you've ever tried doing that crack thing with a banana when you break it in two halves. <laughs> the sound is very unsatisfying. What you, what you can do with a banana, though, is if you sort of... Oh, hold on a minute. Let me just check this before you say it. What? What's he going to do? No, if you squeeze oh, okay. it, you can actually squeeze it and it will break into three sections. That's rubbish. Long, it is true. That is absolutely not banana. true. Bring me a banana! No, that's not true. Bring I think, me a banana! I think you're thinking of a beetle. Oh, <laughs> Um, a banana will split into three. I've never had such nonsense in all my life. We'll, we'll, we'll be back. We'll, we'll be back with um, with Ben Miller afterwards, which I'm very excited about. He but knows first, about physics and things. He can tell us about the banana. He'll tell us if a banana yeah, can split into three. Then you'll, then you'll be hoisted by your own banana. And I don't know if... I mean, I, I, that happened to me once on a <laughs> Patrick Stewart again. Towers. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I nearly choked. Frank Skinner on... Radio. Ben Miller has joined us. Good morning. It is Ben Miller. <laughs> Miller. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Great to see you. And then I think you're one of our first um, return guests. I was, so. yeah. I mean, I think it must be nearly exactly a year ago. That well, I came two on. weeks ago is our, is our first anniversary. Well, there we go. Radio show. What about yeah, yeah. the future? Two weeks. Can not I just say, Ben, ago. it's two nice that yours look so smart. Some guests don't make an effort. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, but I think, I think... I was accused of having come straight from a club. <laughs> You've got that look about you. You've got your wild-eyed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, it's not at all. I, this, is, this is my chosen... Uh, you know, set of classics for the day. <laughs> so the shoes are slightly orthopedic. I'm glad you can see that. I can't see that from yeah. here. Are they? Uh, did you get them on prescription? Yeah, they are. They just look. They just look. Like oh, they're, they're just a classic just... brogue, Ben. Nothing no, wrong they're, with those. they're all right. Right. Yeah, I think they, they, like if I had a walking stick, it might have one of those big rubber things on the end. You know, it looks. <laughs> I you know, think they look. They look like you know, a sort of a period drama, <laughs> something from maybe from the twenties or a bit like. When the wood comes in. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think that you could have been in that, in those shoes. So, um, last time you were on, you were plugging... Uh, Everything. Moving yeah. wallpaper, which That's you right, which is a disaster. Which has gone. <laughs> Primal, you... Uh, that was a disaster. Pri- Primeval. Primeval. That's yeah. been... You killed that off. You slagged that off. And you also slagged off Horn and Corden. Yeah. And, and they, what, you know, one out of two ain't bad. <laughs> and I imagine heart trouble will get the other one eventually. So I, I don't believe I run. slagged off Horn and Corden. That cannot be true. Well, You I started think, a beef with them. You definitely did. Started a beef. Oh, that's yeah. well. No, I know right, most of that. James Corden had called one of his characters Xander. That was mm. it. That was it. It, it yeah. was some yeah. dig about you being yeah. posh, is what it was. And you, I'm <laughs> sick of it. I'm and sick you of said it. if you ever saw them, you were going to blap them up proper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly what he said. Sorry, I remember that. I love. I think James Corden is very, very funny, and Matthew Horn is. I was, I was in the Catherine Tate special with 
with Matthew Horner. And I just thought, was there a bit fantastic. of tension? Bit of tension in there? No, no. Is that really <laughs> Did you bring it up? Did really you bring funny. up the character? I will not. Be, I will not have this feud. Okay, Damn. quite right. Oh, so it is a feud then. I hear it think so. <laughs> <laughs> so you're um, you and uh, Xander Armstrong. Let's call him Alexander because not everyone else is in the know, you know. Call him Xander. Call him Zander. You and Zander. Zander Armstrong. If I start talking pasta, I can't start to slur. You and Zander Armstrong. You see, and it's people don't like that, but Julian, they think, hold on, this sounds like. I think you are sort of, yeah, you're, you're, there's a resistance in you, I can tell. Yeah, so I don't want people say. to think they've accidentally tuned into Kiss FM, <laughs> where all the presenters talk like that, I find. <laughs> so you're, you're going on tour, you two? We are going on tour in the autumn. Very exciting. We uh, mentioned all over there because Ireland, t- Scotland. Tickets have just gone on sale. Tickets have just gone on sale. Very, very, yeah, very, very, very thrilling. Um, Is and this your I think first... we're doing about 50 dates. First time we've been on tour. It's all quite scary. I mean, also the hard thing, I mean, I mean, I think the very, very difficult to do sketch comedy live as well because sketch comedy is like a TV thing. So we're also having to yeah, work you want really close hard. ups and stuff and all yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It's working really hard to try and work out how to make it uh, like a live event, you know, and involve the audience a bit more than uh, some of the. You know, I mean, I think that you can't just take your TV sketches and just stick them straight on the stage. I think that's I think. Oh, you that's what we'd like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen the Little Britain? <laughs> 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 oh, well, I, I, I'd be exciting to see what you do with it then, if I you're going to make it interactive. Yeah, we're working with Sean Foley, you know, who um, who did that play, What I Wrote, and was in The Right Size, and he's brilliant at doing all this interaction with the audience and stuff. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's really it's So really it's not exciting. written yet? We're writing it now. Yeah, okay. we're writing it now. scary so that, it, that it's it's selling really well and it doesn't exist yet. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, like, it's like Enron. <laughs> yeah, it's like some, if, you know, if anything, it's, like, it's like contracts for difference, isn't it, or whatever they do in the city. I mean, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, I don't know what that it's is. It's false that, economy. That it's like, like a false economy. People buying and selling things that don't exist. Yes. Well, I know you've worried everyone, but I'm sure it will exist, <laughs> and we'll come back to find more about but that. But you'll know, Frank. No show exists when you really when you're selling the tickets. I mean, no, that's the. That's well, the my truth. view is that no show exists. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss absolute radio. Um, have you got a banana yet? Gareth? Yeah, I've got banana here. Okay, don't. Are we doing just an experiment? Bear with it. Not not just yet. Okay. I just want just want to make sure you got your equipment. Yeah. Now the last time this, this is how show business works, isn't it, Ben? Last yeah. time you was on, you said to me after, I'm making a film. Do you want to be in it? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> and it all happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? It actually happened. Yeah. yeah. I, I went along. We filmed it, and uh, it's <laughs> coming out this year. Yeah. It was really fun. It was about stand-up comedy, and there was that scene where we. Uh, I think you're chatting to Kevin Bishop in there. You're very prominently featured. Am I? Oh, I'm very yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's well, going to be insufferable. That's why I brought this up. <laughs> in case I'd been, if I'd ended up on the cutting room floor, I haven't done that since I stopped drinking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the film is, it's called Huge. It's called Huge. It's that's about tempting fate, that is, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, it's a bit... It's, why didn't you call it massively successful? Yeah. Five stars, the <laughs> yeah. Guardian. Yeah, enormous potential. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it basically, it's, yeah, it's it's um, it's about these two guys who want to get into stand-up comedy, and they, it's about that whole world, you know, that cold house see-me underworld that you, yeah, you, you what, what manage to, uh, inhabit, to to uh, fight your way up through. You created, to the, yeah, to this mm-hmm. to this airy blue light, wonderful showbiz. In Nirvana, we find ourselves in. Indeed. Do you know what I mean? It's like the kind of, it's the really hard, it's, it's the coal face of comedy, I think, you know, it's the yeah. kind of really hard, it's just, 
it's something I tried to do myself. I tried to do stand up myself, and I just found it impossibly difficult. And it's kind of about how impossible it is to get started, really. But and, and when I went there to do this, because I, I mean, I wouldn't even call mine a cameo. I'm an extra. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'd Hardly. Say I'm at Moss. Hardly. But when I got Hardly. there, Ben, honestly, he's got the full director thing. Oh, the headphones he? around the neck. And he's saying, oh, oh Dave, give me that. And he's, he's, he's looking through the little... He's, he's holding his hands in oh, the form of a rectangle. And saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, really proper directing. Is he wearing, Frank, is he wearing a North Face puffer jacket? No, he's wearing just one of those peaks on an elastic. Oh. <laughs> It is horrific. Or was it a chihuahua? <laughs> it was one of the two. It is horrific what you turn into when you're directing a yeah, film. Yeah, you were very bossy on it the day. It was very, very bossy. And one day I actually turned up and I felt quite uncomfortable in my shorts and I made the cameraman take his trousers off and give them to him. <laughs> 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 Frankie Howard used to do that, apparently. <laughs> did you really? I really did. No, I absolutely did. <laughs> you just sort of think you can do anything. Power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, power. It's just corrupting. It is corrupting. So that'll be out later this year. I'm very much looking forward. But you're not in it. You, do you do a I'm cameo? Not in it. No, I mean, I've got one... I say one word in it. Um, but is it cot? <laughs> <laughs> and that shouldn't have been left in, but there's a bit of a mix-up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I, uh, yeah, I've got, the one, I got one uh, word in it. But Simon, who, it plays a character in it. Simon, who's a co-wrote it. Simon Godley. Simon uh, Godley was my dentist. He's your dentist, yeah. yeah my dentist <laughs> co-wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that works with Frank has got some kind of talent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Gareth, I mean, Gareth, you were, you auditioned or something. I thought you were Gareth. No, I sent yeah. Gareth the script, and mm. Gareth gave me loads of notes on the script, which really helped, actually, well, make loads yeah, of changes. How dare you? I wasn't in it. You weren't in it. <laughs> no. How come you sent him well, the script, there? Because we got chatting, and he was interested, and, you know, he done stand-up. I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you, Ben, Gareth did think he was going to be in it. (laughs) Well, you could have been in it. Why didn't you come be in it? Well, no, at the thing, because the last email, you said, oh, thanks thanks for the notes. And, yeah, you you should be it. Would you like a part in it? And I said, well, I don't know if I'd be convincing as a comedian, (laughs) as a joke, but I think you thought, I meant it. (laughs) Did you... Well, think, oh, well, you oh, no, see, you've been, oh no! So you, ever since you've been thinking, well, no, you know, you I don't have a grudge. Should have bloody asked me. Yeah. You see, that's no. what careers hang on. So, that's the danger of sarcasm. That, that could have been it, couldn't it? That could have been, especially in the text or email <laughs> sarcasm. Oh, no, no. Apparently, Hitler didn't mean invade Poland. He went, "Oh, let's invade Poland, why don't we?" And next thing you know, the whole thing. Oh man! Absolute radio. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this: if I don't know, what are you doing today with today, your time? Frank, I'm going to the Brighton Science Festival I'm very excited I, I really really love science I, I did um, you know I did uh, a degree in physics I started a PhD in physics and I've always really been interested in it I've never been to a science festival and they're becoming very popular you know there's the Cheltenham Science Festival the Brighton Science Festival struggling now because I can't think of any others but, <laughs> but I, I, I think there's one or two more and it's a kind of new sort of phenomenon science is kind of becoming got, a little bit more cool, it's the new rock popular. and roll is it the new <laughs> rock and roll when you say festival Ben is it like latitude or <laughs> One of those. You have a little Hello, tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, like, when when they come on stage, there's like two Bonson burgers, like Yeah, I was a body surf across Some the magnesium but explosions. But I it has it's probably not quite like that yet. But oh. maybe give it a few years. Give it a few years. Well, it's really. I don't know what's happened with science because it used to be like for doll. A yeah. dull thing for dull people, if you don't mind me saying. If I ever mentioned, well, if, if I was in, in the, you know, in, in I was going to say in the pub. When did I last go in? The pub? <laughs> well, in a wine bar, say. in a bistro. You in a restaurant? So that you will understand, I'll say pub. 
of it. It's such a, you know, he can be, he can do Down man of the people if he wants to. I really can. I really <laughs> understand. In your life, it would be a pub. But I was, <laughs> the last time I was in a pub and mentioned, <laughs> and mentioned science, I used to get, lit it was like five years ago, I used to get literally shouted down by, oh, come on, oh, come on, let's talk about something interesting. Well, if you and will now, try and make presentations in a pub, <laughs> Now, when I get the uh, when I get the whiteboard markers, <laughs> now it's cool. In fact, you even cool. you write in uh, Eureka, don't you? Which I do. Yes. Yeah. Well, we share a we share a yes, little corner of the fourth estate. Don't we, we both yes. work for the Times. Yes. What about, <laughs> who who <laughs> that? For the London who Times. I don't know whether we've gone up or they've come down, but I well, think that you know the times they are changing. Well, well, I don't think anyone could argue with that. Yes. Thanks, Bob. So, if you want to see, will there be tickets available on the door at the Brighton Science Festival? Imagine anybody. Shows any interest whatsoever is, is extremely welcome. There isn't a door. <laughs> I imagine people are wandering out. I imagine there's no security system yeah, whatsoever. You'll be able no, to get them from no. the touts if they're not available. Yeah, 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 that'll be, yeah. Yeah. But once the ammonium <laughs> hydroxide goes, I'll be the one crying. That'll be terrible. Yes. What, I, what worries me about it, Ben, and I, I don't want yeah. to drag this down, is uh, why is it that everyone now is interested in, in science, which is very cool, yeah. why do they have to be atheists? Why ah. can't they marry Oh, don't the make two? it all heavy. Well, no, 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 But they don't, They have to be smarmy with it. <laughs> no, they smarmy don't. Smarmy atheists. No, they don't. It's just one scientist. It's just Richard Dawkins. Well, I think they're all the same. Well, yeah. Everyone I talk to no, no, says, science. Oh, no, no, Darwin. No, no, no. Darwin. I love a scientist. Darwin. If you look at a picture of Darwin, he looks like a chimpanzee. He's, his <laughs> eyes look exactly right. like a chimpanzee's eyes. I mean, he was cheating. And he's looked in the mirror. He's just... He's just... He's put two and two together and got five. That's what he's done. <laughs> well, anyway. you know, I mean, that's a very interesting... I mean, that's a fa fascinating subject. And I think the thing that people forget is that uh, Darwinism is a scientific theory like just like anything else. It's not necessarily true. It's just uh, a theory that we like have... Gravity. How... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like gravity. I mean, gravity is not true in the in the sense. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. Well, these does this mean I could possibly levitate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been working. I've actually. Oh, tell about levitation. To levitate. Is that your ambition? Yeah. It's not really an ambition, is it? It's a fantasy. <laughs> I'll do it. And what are you doing to achieve this? Uh... Well, I, I stand on my very, very tiptoes and stop breathing and see what happens. No, I honestly tried it last week. Yeah. I genuinely tried it. I still. It... it feels like it could happen. It feels like it could work. Were you in a class, or was this something you just did on your own? No, I was or? in a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lied, I lied about that bit. You know me, I'll, I'll pull your leg He's if come I get on the here jam. to plug his things, he's not but some science agony on. I think that one of the really interesting things about science and the way it gets treated is it gets treated as if it were true, but these things are theories, they're mathematical theories, um, and they're theories that have so far satisfied experiment. It doesn't mean that they are real. You know, they're just theories. I don't think we're going to top that. Oh, he's so clever. <coughs> Good-looking and clever. I and know. Funny, right? Is it Lock the studio door immediately. <laughs> oh God, we better we, we better go and have a talk somewhere. <laughs> Gary, for me from okay. Well, look, it was fantastic having you on, Ben. Lovely. Tickets to see for you, your then. tour are on sale now. Thank you. Yes. Aren't they? Yeah. Particularly and in Scotland. Not particularly the in Scotland. Slow there. Okay, but Scott, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps you better push in the science there. <laughs> they like that Birkin hair, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's been great having you on, and good luck with the movie, and good luck with um, the ten million other things you do. Thank you, brilliant. See you in a year. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are so much a friend of the show. I can't tell. Do <laughs> so you'll be go go? Oh, just what put me shoe. Put me shoe on. Oh, that's, that's all right, isn't it? I just made the big mistake of going to the gentleman's toilet in my stocking feet. Never do that. <laughs> Stockings. Ne never do that. <laughs>
Um, yes. So, um, what else? So Ben, 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 Ben Miller. He's good, isn't he? Oh, yeah. he's, he's lovely. We love him. He could stay. I'm overwhelmed. He can stay. He's. Um, I tell you what he is. Brand of the show. That's what he is. Um, he was actually. I did a thing this week called Frank Skinner's film Epiphany. Google it. And uh, it was at the British Film Institute. And what you have to do is celebrities, you know, celebrities, people are quite well known. They have to pick a film that's had a major influence on them. Well, obviously, a lot of them we couldn't show in a public place. Well, but, exactly. But there was um, a, a film called Lenny with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, was that about the looting of Motorhead? Uh, Lenny. <laughs> oh, OK. Ends, yes. I was checking. And... Um, it's, a, it's the Len- Lenny Kravitz biopic. <laughs> no, it's about Lenny Bruce, the American comic. So I, I, I did that this week, and uh, Ben Miller was in the crowd, actually. Was he? He said to me after that was a great movie, which was a great re- release release for me, because um, it's very, very tense. Mm. I, I, I was happy doing the little intro chat and talking about why the film meant a lot to me and stuff. But um, when we... Uh, when the film started, and I'm sitting there with 300 people, you know when you, there's a film you recommend to someone and then you watch it with them and then you think mm. not, they don't like you, they're not liking you. Oh, I hate that. And you that. start yeah. to panic, you think, I'll just switch it off. I've, I've been known to just stand up and go, oh, just forget it, then. <laughs> switch it off. <laughs> My worst thing is if I watch me with someone else. And sometimes they might they might say, oh, this, I, what I don't understand, and I think they're going to miss a joke. If they keep, they keep talking, <laughs> they're going to miss a joke. I have to wrestle them to the ground. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible. But anyway, so it, it went, uh, it all went rather well. Mm. People, and at the end of it, people applauded. Oh, and I oh thought, isn't that nice? Are they applauding the film, or maybe they're applauding my taste? Oh, mm. you went a bit egomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bit. I, you know, I'm worried, I haven't seen, Ben Jones usually sits the other side of the window at this point, oh. and he's not here today. Do you think he heard oh, what we were saying about him? him? I think he's... Well, don't uh, say you upset him like it was just Frank. It was all of us. Well, Collective it's responsibility, it's mostly, it's mostly Frank, mate. I think he... Frank. Perhaps he's at the Old Bailey today. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big trial on there he's had to deal with. <laughs> he might just be in a local assizes. I mean, you know, he, he'll, he'll do all the... Uh, he'll do all the variety. I had a run-in with Dustin Hoffman this week, actually. Talking oh, just of Dustin... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You had a run-in with Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> Well, it wasn't directly with him. You know, I went to the BAFTAs. I don't cut, know if you know he wouldn't that. Have, he didn't cut you up in his... Because um, I have heard that he's an excellent driver. <laughs> cut, cut you up. Um, I was at the BAFTAs, and when someone bangs into me, I have a tendency, I don't just let it slide. I go, ow! Yeah, I know. Like that. I know have you, you noticed do. that? Yeah. Yes, I've seen that before. So this woman banged into me with her bulging goodie bag from the BAFTAs. Why, well, I've, why, I've why, heard some now. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Carry on. And, it, and she banged right into my arm, and I went, ow! And then she turned round, and then I realised it was Dustin Hoffman's wife. But it was too late, I'd already said ow. And she went, oh, I'm sorry. And then Dustin looked all concerned, and oh, it was awful. So, of course, I was completely phony. I went, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Of course. Because I wanted to keep in with Dustin. Dustin looked a bit grumpy on the show, I thought. <gasps> mm. That's why, because yeah. of me, maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Is his wife, I imagine his wife's one of those women that's about two feet taller than him, is that right? No, she's very well preserved, though. <laughs> what, with, it, with them barbers? A tiny, <laughs> she's a tiny mummy. <laughs> yeah, that's an old Ma Hoffman, that's what they call her. <laughs> look at this banana. Right, look, yeah. look how I've squeezed it and it has been separated into three bits. No, like no, that. no, you squeeze it and then you put your finger down the three separate See? things and opened it. Three sections. Oh, if you, I suggest you get to Brighton to the science festival <laughs> and see what kind of response I'm you get there. I'm going there, there now. Yes, 
I wouldn't go there. You can talk, say what you like about science. It's maths in fancy dress. <laughs> Just remember that. These, you buy a science book, you read the four, what do you think? All oh, this sounds really exciting. It's about the universe. We're all made of stardust. Chapter one, maths. Don't bother. <laughs> oh, good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.